Bear Catch Kick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, alongside my co-host Anthony LaFleury, and we are coming to give you the ultimate fantasy football prep show. We call it 15 games in 15 minutes. Last week, we actually had someone win $3,000 using our picks on Daily Fantasy on DraftKings. These episodes are blazing fast, so get your pause button ready as we review every game this week in 60 seconds or less and discuss the outlook for every player on every relevant team. If you don't already follow us at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, please do so. Also, join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Time where we answer your start-sit questions live as well as provide our daily fantasy football recommendations for lineups. If you used our recommended lineup last week, you would have won money on FanDuel or on DraftKings. So here we go. Week six, every game analyzed in 60 seconds or less. Anthony, hit him with your first week six game. Four and one Ravens at one, three and one Eagles. Philly is still really, really banged up. And I really don't like any of their receivers right now outside of Travis Fulgham. They should rely on Miles Sanders, but Baltimore is also stout against running backs. He's worth a start if you own him in normal leagues and PPR, but stay away from him in DFS. Ertz should be fine as well. As for the Ravens, I can't trust any of their running backs right now. It's too much of a crowded backfield with three running backs and Lamar Jackson all contending for touches. Speaking of Lamar, the Eagles are potent against the run, ninth, and they fare pretty well against quarterbacks, 12th. However, Darius Slay not looking so good, so he should fare a bit better. I love Hollywood Brown. I love Mark Andrews. Get them both in your lineup in DFS and take a good look at Lamar as well if the price is right. 1-4 Texans, 4-0 Titans. I think this game is a lot closer than their record suggests. If you're playing DFS this week, Daily Fantasy, you've got a smorgasbord of great options this week. First of all, A.J. Brown in two career games against the Texans has at least 100 yards and at least a touchdown in both games. Corey Davis is out again with COVID issues. Uh, love Jonu Smith as their second option. The uh, Texans do not have a linebacker that can stay with them and cover them. If you're looking for a deep option, deep sleeper, Khalif Raymond this game. He's going to go downfield. He's going to get a few shots from Tannehill, and if he connects, could be a, a good game, especially from a DFS perspective. Uh, Derrick Henry should be smooth sailing, 100 yards and a touchdown. One thing the Texans are right now is they're actually healthy, and without Bill O'Brien, Watson is exceptional right now. Uh, I like both Cooks and Fuller this week, but no David Johnson for me. If I want a sleeper here on the Texans side of the ball, I'm considering Duke Johnson because the way to beat Tennessee defense is with speed on the outside. I think they get him the ball out of the backfield. 0-5 Falcons at 1-4 Vikings. Boy, is this game a disappointment. We all expected this to be a playoff preview. Now it's a key game in the tanking for Trevor sweepstakes. Right off the bat, Julio is not looking good to play. He didn't practice on Thursday. Outside of Ridley and Matty Ice, I just recommend everybody stay away from the Falcons this week. There's too much uncertainty with the coaching change. Dalvin Cook for the Vikings also didn't participate in practice on Thursday. If he's out, though, Alexander Madison can run wild. Thielen and Jefferson could have games as well. The bigger issue at hand here is the COVID situation. 
The Falcons had to shut down their facilities because a couple of people tested positive. Uh, We haven't heard about players. That being said, you need to have contingency plans in place for both teams in case this game is not played. 1-4 1-4 Washington against the 0-5 Giants. I've spent all year bashing the Giants, but I think this is going to be their first one of the season. They're going to pound it early and often with Devontae Freeman. I'm looking at 15-20 to 20 carries, 80-plus yards, a couple catches, and a touchdown. The name of the game here, though, is whether or not the Giants' first-round pick, Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, can withstand Chase Young. If he can hold him off, I really like Daniel Jones for a good game this week. He's a great value play in daily fantasy, and you can team him up with Darius Slayton, who I think is going to go for over 100 yards and a touchdown as well. They're trying to get Evan Engram more involved in the offense, but I'm only playing him if I need to. I'm on a wait and see with Engram right now. Kyle Allen is going to be the starter for Washington. We've seen that show. It's not pretty. No McLaurin for me this week, and I'll tell you why. James Bradbury, the Giants' top corner, has been an absolute lockdown. He's been one of the few bright spots for the Giants this week. No Terry McLaurin for me. I do like Antonio Gibson for the running back spot, uh, as long as McKissick stays away because he takes away a lot of the PPR opportunities. 0-5 Jets at 2-3 Dolphins. So long, Le'Veon Bell. Hello, LaMichael Pirine. P. Ryan is going to be stepping into the number two role in New York, but I don't think it's for long. Gore is just older and not as elusive, and P. Ryan has youth and speed and elusiveness in spades. That being said, he may need a week or two to assume that number one role from Gore. Gore is the guy that's kind of worth starting this week, along with Jamison Crowder for the Jets, but stay away from everyone else. P. Ryan going forward is the long-term solution. As far as Miami's guys are concerned, have a ball. Fitzpatrick to Miles Gaskin, even Devontae Parker, they're going to have a game as well as their defense. One in three lines, one in four Jags. The Jaguars' defense has allowed 30-plus points per game in four straight weeks. Therefore, I love Matt Stafford. I love Kenny Galladay. In fact, I'll go as far to say they are my number one value stack this week in FanDuel in DraftKings. I also like TJ Hawkinson for a breakout. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if the Lions start to work in DeAndre Swift more off the bye. He should be startable soon. If you can trade for him, buy low on him right now. The Jaguars, uh, Gardner Minshew does better against teams like the Lions with no pass rush, so he could have a decent game. This is not a great matchup, though, for DJ Chark if the Lions stud rookie corner Jeff Akuda is locked in on him. Akuda's seem to switch off on and off with the best receiver on the other team, so there could be opportunities for Chark. The guy that I love, though, this week is James Robinson. The Lions have allowed the fourth most points per game to opposing running backs. James Robinson will be a stud this week. 1-3-1 Bengals at 3-2 Colts. This is a game that is filled with COVID concerns. The Colts have closed down their facilities because of a bit of an outbreak, so you need to make sure you have a backup plan ready to rock for any players on either of these two teams. That being said, I'm going to make it a little easier for you. If you happen to have any Bengals, just stay away from them this week. Indy is really, really good defensively. 
If you have Joe Mixon, maybe start him, but that, that's about all I can recommend. I can recommend Indy's defense, though, against their offense, especially in DFS. As far as Indy's offense is concerned, Jonathan Taylor, I want to add Thomas to his name, should be in for a big game this week. Uh, they'll be up, and since he is not that great, against running backs. I also like Mo Alley-Cox if he plays, but he's questionable right now. Stay away from Rivers. Stay away from Hilton. 4-1 and one Bears, 3-2 and two Panthers. If there is ever a week to start David Montgomery, this is the one against the Panthers' putrid run defense, which is the worst in the league over the past two seasons. Nick Foles should be okay. He'll throw for about 250 yards. The Panthers' pass D is a little bit better than their run D. Uh, Allen Robinson is a must-start. He's pretty much matchup proof at this point, and Foles has shown a propensity to just force it to him when he's uncomfortable. I have no interest in Darnell Mooney, no interest in Anthony Miller this week. Uh, I will start Jimmy Graham in deeper leagues if I need a tight end. The Bears have an exceptional secondary. They play a lot of man coverage, so when you're seeing man coverage and you're looking for a receiver, you want the better route runner. And between Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, that's DJ Orr. Uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson may struggle this week. Uh, I'm not starting DJ Moore with confidence, but I think he'll do something. Mike Davis is about as safe as they come at this point. He's matchup proof because he's playing the Christian McCaffrey role in the offense, and he will get throws in PPR. Browns at Steelers. Both teams enter this game at 4-1 and one and fighting for first place in the AFC North. The Browns are an absolute mesh unit right now. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are both questionable. Beckham is sick and was sent home from practice on Thursday, and Landry didn't practice at all. Not a good sign for either guy. Even Buster Mayfield and Kareem Hunt were limited in practice on Thursday. Against a defense like the Steelers, I might consider sitting them if I had better options. Definitely stay away from the lot of them in DFS. That being said, this is where the Steeler defense could get back on track after a bit of a wild week last week. As far as Pittsburgh's offense is concerned, Big Ben and Juju should go wild. Exercise a little caution with Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson got back to practice on Thursday, so it's trending towards he's going to be able to play. If he does, there's going to be competition for that number two role that Claypool was able to excel in last week. 1-3 1-3 Broncos, 2-2 two two Patriots. Monitor this game because the Patriots had another COVID test yesterday. Uh, the Broncos have been suffering injuries all over the defense, especially on the D-line. That means with Cam back, I expect a monster game for him. It is always impossible to predict uh, which which running back Belichick is going to go with on a week-to-week basis, but I really like Damian Harris this week. Look to scoop him and potentially start him this week. From a game flow perspective, I think the Pats go up early and kill the clock with the run game. So I don't love Bird, Edelman, or Harry for big games, but each has a shot at 10 to 15 points. After a DUI earlier this week, Melvin Gordon is also dealing with uh, an illness. Monitor his status, but it looks like Lindsey is going to be the starting running back this week. Drew Locke is back, and that is huge for the Denver offense, especially as it pertains to Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. Love those guys moving forward. Like them from a pure value standpoint, because again, they're going to be down. They're going to have to pass a lot, but I don't necessarily think they're going to have huge games this week. Moving forward, I think Fant and Judy are studs.
4-0 Packers, 3-2 Bucks. The big story here is the return of two of the best receivers in the NFL. On the Packers' side, Devontae Adams is back. I like him and Rodgers to have a strong volume game together. I'm shying away from the typically reliable Aaron Jones in daily fantasy formats, obviously starting him in normal fantasy leagues. But the reason is the Bucks' run defense is the best in the league. They've only allowed 50 yards or less in three consecutive games. On the Bucks side, Chris Godwin is playing, and I think he's in for a big day because the Packers play a lot of zone defense, and Godwin is one of the best receivers in the NFL at finding space in the seam. Miller and Evans are both dealing with injuries. I'm shying away from them. Fournette is likely to suit up, but I don't think he'll get substantial touches until he's fully healthy, so Ronald Jones is once again a safe play here. 4-1 and one Rams at 2-3 and three 49ers. It's the battle of young coaches who have choked against Bill Belichick in Super Bowls. The Niners come into this game really, really banged up, and I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to the point that I take a cue from Gridiron Heights and call him Mysteriopolo. Stay away from him this week. Kittle should be fine, as should be Raheem Mostert. I actually see Mostert's role increasing each and every game now that he's healthy. He also has home run potential. He's broken off 70-yard-plus touchdowns in his first two games, and I think he averaged something like 8.2 yards per carry in limited use last week. San Francisco's defense, as I mentioned, really, really banged up, but it still should be able to defend the run against the Rams attack pretty okay. Uh, they're also eighth against wide receivers. However, on a hunch, I think this is a game where Cooper Cup could go off, have eight or nine catches, over 100 yards, and a score. Take a flyer on him in DFS and start him with pretty decent confidence in your regular leagues. 4-1 Chiefs at 4-1 Bills. Another episode of Monday Late Afternoon Football. Josh Allen is worth a start, but stay away from him in DFS because the Chiefs' defense is ranked 10th against quarterbacks. And one of those quarterbacks they faced is Lamar Jackson, so the whole running angle isn't going to help all that much. Devin Singletary should shine this week. Kansas City is ranked 23rd against running backs, so he should have himself a nice game. Take a look at him in DFS. However, stay away from their receivers. Kansas City is ranked 6th against their receivers. If you have to take a flyer on someone, I, I, I think try John Brown. I think he'll be really cheap in your DraftKings and your FanDuels. But keep in mind, he's going to be boom or bust. But it, it could work out because Kansas City is going to be focused on Stephon Diggs. For Kansas City's offense, the story right now is Le'Veon Bell, obviously. But... Realistically, he just got there. You can't expect him to learn the playbook and be trusted that quickly. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire Stoltz is going to get at least one more game as the unquestioned feature back in Kansas City. Uh, listen, it's too soon to tell what's going to happen going forward, but Paul and I will sort that situation out on our Tuesday morning episode. For the rest of Kansas City's offense, ride with Mahomes in any format, in any league, at any price, especially in DFS. Buffalo is 30th against quarterbacks. Obviously, start Edwards Hilaire. Stay away from him in DFS, though, because Buffalo is actually 8th against running backs. They're pretty stout. Kelsey is my super strong start. Again, any league, any format. Even DFS, you play him. Buffalo is ranked 30th against tight ends. Tyreek Hill could and should burn them once or twice. It'll just be a matter of can he and Mahomes hook up. However, my 
big, big player I love for this week is Mikol Hardman. Sammy Watkins is doubtful. If he's out, Mikol is going to get an increase in targets because he is Pat Mahomes' fitness consigliere. Um, they're going to be focused on Tyreek Hill. They're going to be focused on Edwards Hilaire. They're going to be focused on Kelsey. Hardman is going to get at least two or three deep shots if he connects on on you know, at least one, he's worth it. If he connects on all of them, he could be a monster this week. Three and two Cardinals at two and three Cowboys. Again, our hearts go out to Dak Prescott. We wish him a full and speedy recovery. That being said, the Cowboys have to move forward with Andy Dalton. I think he's going to be okay. He settled in well. As time went on at the end of the Giant game, he actually made a couple of really, really great throws. That being said, as far as the receivers are concerned, take a week in regular leagues in DFS just so we figure out their chemistry with Dalton. Cardinals are also fourth against wide receivers, so in weekly leagues, if you've got better options, take them. As far as the run game is concerned, Zeke has to run wild. If the Cardinals' defense has a weakness, it's against running backs. They're actually ranked 21st, and the Cowboys need to feed Zeke to take pressure off both Dalton and their defense. Normally, this is the time where I recommend everyone you can get against the Cowboys' defense. However, Leighton Vander Esch is back. Now, I'm not saying that's going to turn them into a top 10 defense, but I think he's going to take away their tight end and their short route guys, so... You know, little caution with that. However, the air raid offense is kind of designed to be a horrible, horrible matchup against the Cowboys and quite possibly the worst secondary in the history of pro football. If you're doing DFS on Monday night, pay whatever you need to for Kyler, pay whatever you need to for Hopkins because they're going to go nuts. That'll do it for this week's episode of 15 Games in 15 Minutes. Smash that subscribe button on both YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FCK Podcast. And visit our website, www.fckpodcast.com. On Sunday at noon, I'll be on Instagram Live to answer all your last-minute fantasy football questions as well as give injury analysis when the inactives are announced for the 1 p.m. games. We'll be back on Tuesday with the fallout for this week's games along with trade strategies and top pickups for next week's games. Paul will be on Instagram talking strategy for next week's Thursday night game on Thursday afternoon as well. Take care, everyone, and good luck this weekend.